Hey, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this stupid ass thing. Okay. We are officially our parents. <laughs> when they struggled, when the internet first came out, this is our problem. Oh my God. Have I told you that I'm, my office is uh, Gen Z? What does that mean? I just have self-identified as the office Gen Z, even though I'm not the youngest person there. But I, I just say. like, uh, yeah, I'm not. Um, but I pretty much like, okay, so this is a little chaotic of me to say, but I really love chat GPT. <laughs> okay. Um, I know what for that is. my job. Yeah, you do? Yes. Okay, good. Well, I've had to teach all the youths in my office what it is, even though I'm like, you all should know what this is. Um, but I've had, okay, so for my job, I do a lot of writing of like policy. So I'm an external processor, meaning I rely on other people. Like I, I need to talk out loud or I need other people to bounce ideas off of. And after you've been writing a policy for like four or five hours or editing like technical words, you get really tired. So I just go to, instead of going to my, my coworker and being like, Hey, how does this sound? Or what's another word for this? Or, you know, what are we like, what do we think would potentially sound better? I just go to chat GPT and I ask chat GPT. I'm say I'll say like, this is basically what I want to say, make it sound nice. And then they do. And then I'll, it'll give me ideas of what I want to write. So um, I call her my little chatty peach or my chatty Georgia peach, chatty GPT. Um, <laughs> and she is literally helps me do my job so well. Um, so yeah, I call myself the Gen Z in the office because I teach everybody about chat GPT. I love but- that. We're back. We're back. We had a, so- we had a small commercial break. Yeah, because... What did we learn? That's all I wanted to say to you, Cola, when you were texting me. What did we learn? <laughs> what did we learn? We learned yes. uh, that we need to keep better track of our calendar. Oh, I thought you were going to say stop being nice to people. Oh, well, yeah. I I should honestly <laughs> be learning the opposite. No, actually, what we always learned was always pack a disguise. <laughs> that is the actual lesson. <laughs> Even though it doesn't apply in this particular situation. But you can never no. go wrong with always having a disguise on hand. You know, every time I try to retell that story, it doesn't come off as funny as it does, as funny as I know it wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, I still yeah. laugh when I think about it. But when I try to tell the story, it, maybe I'm just not doing it justice. But I, it's like one of those moments where it's like you literally had to be there. But I'm like, but you didn't have to be there because it's really, really funny. I think maybe we think it's funny because we know our friend and like <laughs> the situation like I, can we talk about the situation it's like a very yeah, like yeah. Ca- okay i'm not gonna i'm not she, gonna no, say no, name no. names she had a kid at this point it's no fine. no i know that but it's, oh. at the time you know whatever but uh it was funny it was funny because like in when you're younger you always have pregnancy yeah. scares well maybe you don't always but sometimes you do sure. you shouldn't always have them if you're always having them you need to reevaluate your mo- method of contraception i think uh but yeah. but it happens and it was just like i feel like it's a common like young adult like experience to oh, like yeah. be nervous about going into the 
like the Rite Absolutely. Aid or the pharmacy having to buy yep. a pregnancy test because you're like, yep. it's in fact so much so that often TV shows use it as a common storyline because what's your biggest fear that you're going to run into somebody you know and you're paying you're for a pregnancy <laughs> test. I believe I bought it. True didn't I, I and then say, I held... weren't you the one who yeah bought it? I mean like I bought like I went up to the register and did mm-hmm. all of that uh because we weren't directly in my neighborhood so there was less no. of a chance that yes. I would see somebody that I knew but uh and when we left the store what did I say to her I was like what did we learn what did we learn always, always pack a disguise no because like you i think it was like you and me had sunglasses or something like that but we she did didn't. yes 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 and like we- just in case even though like i was not the one also buying the pregnancy test i will say i know at least all the women in my life um that are my friends have all had yeah pregnancy scares maybe with like the exception of one or two but it happens like first off if you don't know somebody who's had a pregnancy scare your friend's lying to you or you don't have enough women friends in your life that's just mm-hmm. like yeah facts but uh yeah it was so f- we were i mean we were in college it wasn't even like we were in no. high school it's but I remember, still yeah yeah i remember saying to her when i was just like you're not i was like i was i was so frustrated with her but like you know in our bantery way our dear friend and i remember being like you're not pregnant and she's like how do you know that? And I went, because I refuse to live in a world where God would provide you with a child at this point in your life when you like, I'm like, I'm like, when you're still obsessed with like your room being colored pink, <laughs> like God should not be providing you a child right now. And I refuse to believe this is a world I can live in where the, those two worlds exist at once. Uh, um, it's funny. But now she has a perfect little, little baby. Little angel. Boy. Yeah. Oh my He's God, I love him so the much. Best. I just saw him for his birthday. Um, oh he's so freaking cute he's so smart by the way my, my, i fully believe that yeah he's so smart but it was like so cool just to like hang so i i went to uh, our dear best friend's house for uh, her child's first birthday and it was just like fun to like hang with her mom her brother e like i'm like i can't remember the last time i just like got to like kick it with e and just like no talk shit for a little bit it was so fun but the best was that anytime like e and i were joking about something or jay and i were laughing about something and we were like literally hysterical laughing and weston was at the table he would like join in on our laugh like he just like was just like like oh wow you're laughing and he would just laugh with us and it's just like oh this feels really cool i was like you like he granted he's one years old and doesn't know what the joke is and i can almost promise you the joke was probably inappropriate but it was like really funny to like look it's still over cute. and cute like yeah it was so cute it's like you know a product of the two people that you care about the most so it's like adorable regardless yeah and it was just like yeah just really cool um although i'm i'm obsessed i also forgot how fun it is to hang out with jason but he does this thing that I now do all the time. I'm like, I'm taking this from you because I think it's so funny. When you're pontificate, like, you know, like when someone's like really, really like passionate about something and yeah. they're like going off on like a rant and it's in like everyday conversation. Yeah. There's no one actually like, you're just like, I don't know why this is like this or why this package is like so goddamn hard to open. And he'll just like very calmly and like an auto, like a monotone voice and just go, so true bro as if he's like in solidarity with you but his timing was always so perfect so now anytime like someone is 
like my mom is going on a rant or Jimmy's going on a rant about like something I genuinely know nothing about I'll just be like so true bro you know can (laughs) I just say I feel like that's very much a Gen Z thing it is right he's Gen Z that falls oh yeah yeah because I'm like it's something about their like just calm nihilism that is very reassuring to me that's what I, yeah. I would describe it as calm nihilism uh everything like, yeah, yeah everything they're, they're like just like the world is good. ending yeah right right <laughs> for and well, like, for them honestly, like they, they were born in chaos right and I think that's a very good outlook to have at this point because you know everything's kind of shitty you're there's really no way like you might as well just be like yep so true just like do the best you can don't try as much as you (laughs) so true bro so true i should call i should call that that's what i should call this episode (laughs) this is the Uh, episode we'll shout him out for it yeah so true (laughs) so Um, true bro (laughs) no obviously like try to not actively you know uh uh contribute to the shittier aspects of the world but also like don't like kick yourself for like what's that i was always think it was like there's no ethical consumption under capitalism so you might as well just enjoy what you want to enjoy as long as it's not hurting anybody and just you know try and be as happy as you possibly can like i don't like and my my dad doesn't listen to this but uh i was just thinking about how when i was staying at their place a couple weeks ago like man i love him but he turned on like fox and friends at like six in the morning and i'm like who how do you get to that level of angry at six in the morning i consider myself a little bolotorina as you would say like a little tea kettle like i do tend to like have a short fuse at times i think it's gotten better as i've gotten older but like i can't even imagine waking up and being like you know what i need to start my day with a rage <laughs> like, i'm gonna literally by, choose by, violence at 6 a.m by choice like it's different yeah. if like you're on the way to work and something shitty happens and then you're angry and like that's just unfortunate but to like wake up and be like i'm gonna put on the loudest angriest news show on television at this hour at 6 a.m yeah at 6 a.m like yeah. most of the world well i don't like to be up at 6 a.m but most people are not even up by then and i mean yeah yeah are you a morning person i don't know if i've actually i am a morning person i used to be when i was a kid because uh i don't know i just always was and then when i got older i have a theory about well now i'm a morning person because my fucking cats start meowing at like 6 a.m anyway for food which is fine i really do love mornings though like i even if i go to bed late i'll still like my body can't help it i will wake up early and i'm not one of those people that can like fall back asleep can you fall back asleep if once you're up or do you like you can i'm a napper yo that has not changed about me one bit your girl can fall asleep i know you couldn't you could always nap but i didn't know if you this applied to you waking up and i guess you did like even when i'd sleep over your house you would like wake up and go back to sleep but uh yeah still I'm trying for you. I'm trying so hard so now that we we have moved into this beautiful new home of ours that I'm so so stoked to be living in honestly it's like I, I I'm I don't want to say it but I kind of feel like it's gonna happen I'm gonna start gaining weight that now that I live with my mom and dad it happens again. like it, it will because, happen yes yeah, because like I literally came upstairs yesterday and my mom was like oh I made you chocolate pudding and I was like 
okay like I would never make myself chocolate pudding um she like packed my lunch for me and I'm like looking at my lunch and I'm like man there's like barely any vegetables in this thing it's like meatloaf there's like some peppers from the meatloaf and then there's her zucchini pie that I love so much but I'm like that has a lot of cheese in both items that basically any vegetables that are in there just are completely like canceled out so I'm gonna try to rein it in but honestly she's just doing it right now because she knows that we're in the middle of like chaos and like I'm not going to the grocery store cooking for myself at all this week so I'm gonna take it for for what I can get for right now but I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there and just say I'm gonna do my best to not have that be a thing just because my my parents eat a lot of cheese and I do not eat a lot and of cheese in my everyday life. I eat so much cheese. It's insane. Oh, Actually, God. it's funny because I'm like trying not to gain too much weight before my sister's wedding. But like, I mean, I I now I like will like do yoga pretty regularly mm-hmm. and like do my like extra like I'll go for like long like walks. Yeah. I, I don't want to call it a hike because it's not really a hike. I do the bare minimum amount of hiking mm-hmm. and for someone who There's lives no in elevation. Los Angeles. There's no, there is like, cause it's like, there's like steep hills all over the, my neighborhood. So, oh, but, damn, then you're hiking. Well, it's not like, is? nah, it feels like that to me, but I'm a city bitch. That's why, because like, <laughs> you won't catch me on these like Runyon Canyon trails with everybody else out here. Also, because like the hiking out here, like I used to hike on the East Coast sometimes with my friend and like, there it's like beautiful like to hike the delaware water gap out here it's just like enjoy hiking in like the fucking 90 degree sun with no trees and (laughs) like dirt oh watch out watch out for snakes and like yeah oh no could not and coyotes but oh oh no no thank you but no so yeah i'm trying to become a morning person because I want to start getting to work earlier since I do have a little bit of a longer commute. I want to start getting to work earlier Mm. just to start my day off better. And plus then I can come home at like a more normal hour. Like that way, you know, if I get into work for, you know, an hour early, I can leave an hour early, you know I mean? Something along those lines so that I could still like come home and enjoy my day and not just like go right to bed the second I get home. Uh, But let me tell you that I that 6 a.m alarm comes and I you know there's a part of me too that is like before I think it's COVID really fucked us all in more ways than one of course but in this regard I feel like the second COVID hit any sort of you know regimen we I had in the ability to wake up before 7 a.m has completely gone out the window and your girl is back to her high school ways where it's like impossible <laughs> for her to drag her ass out of bed it's just so even i remember for our high school homeroom was like 7 52 or something like that and or no, that was, it was before like 7, that you just... no it was like 7 40 something first I mean, bell, it was yeah i think it was like 7 40 something but anyway i rolled my ass out of bed at 7 20 <laughs> i brushed my teeth I had my Sophie shorts on I just threw on my uniform and I would just march my little ass down the block to school like I did not you wake did up live before 7 a.m you did live fairly close to school though to be fair which is also yeah. nice oh, yeah. like you had you could wake up a little bit later which is nice yes. uh but I, I so ever since then I can't like even now like it's 6 a.m and I'm like no I can't like I can't wake up, but I'm, I, have you ever read the book Atomic Habits? No. 
because I, right. I I have a very weird relationship with self-help books like I want them but then I halfway through them I'm like don't fucking tell me what to do and I want to throw it <laughs> across the room like very on brand um yeah I I listened to it on audiobook just because so many people were recommending it and I was like what is it about this book that that has but one of the things that he talks about in the book is like the issue with so, why so many people form or break or you know can't maintain good healthy habits is because even just the way we think about these habits is so in order of like so for example like a cigarette smoker i think this is one of the examples he uses in the book a lot of people will say i'm trying to quit smoking yeah right i'm trying to quit smoking so in their brain they're still a smoker who is trying to break this habit as a as a as opposed to just taking the identity of the person who already has the habit right like I instead of saying just like no thanks i don't smoke right so same thing like i'm saying like oh i'm trying to be a morning person i already can see that i am not taking the identity of someone who's like no i am going to be a morning person or i'm going to be better about waking up in the mornings it's not as easy as like flipping a switch but like getting yourself in that mindset i'm like i need to start doing that because I, I could totally see myself doing it because the more I'm just like, oh, I'm not a morning person and I'd force myself to do it every morning. It's not helping me. So, but I, I have to like, or I shouldn't say I have to, you get to, right? I get to try to like create this new habit for myself and I'm I'm going to do it and I'm going to be successful at it. And little by little, I'm going to wake up earlier and earlier. And then soon enough, I'm going to do my workouts in the morning and I am going to be a little jet setter who's in a good mood all day. I can feel it putting it out into the universe i love that and i'm putting it out in there <laughs> the universe for you i can i can tell you as somebody who is a morning person how much i'll tell you why i love mornings now versus like so okay obviously you know my history with alcohol mm-hmm. and so obviously when i'd wake up in the mornings when that was an active thing i would hate myself because no i would feel so sick in the morning like to the point right. where like as somebody who was a morning person and then in like the midst of addiction can't really function in the morning like i mm-hmm. would like ruin my mornings i would be either sick in the morning or wake up so horrifyingly dehydrated that like i would just have to like chug water and go back to bed and like you've known me forever like when we were in school together like i was a morning per- like i would have no mm-hmm. problem like waking up and staying up and i would just like go right back to bed and then sweat and sleep and just sweat and sleep and yeah. like until like that's all that was like all out of my system and like it kind of ruined my, by the time I'd wake up like it would be like l- like late morning almost like noon sometimes and this is on the weekends during the week yeah. I would have to force myself to go to work and on I would feel very sick um mm-hmm. at work then which is not how you want to be going to work um and then I would no. just push through and eventually I'd be fine but um that's what we call a functioning alcoholic kids uh but but uh so it like really and one of the things when I quit drinking that that first that that first thing that I really started to enjoy again was the morning because my body still would automatically wake me up earlier except Mm -hmm. this time I'm like oh I don't feel sick but now I'm awake like what do I do with this time so Mm -hmm. I like just like started doing shit like also like coming from like if somebody who lives in like a city it's like the city in the morning like both new york and oh. LA, is so has a very special kind of peace in the mm-hmm. morning it's cooler. it's like a hum yeah yep. 
especially like now in the summer, like it's so much cooler in the morning when you wake up and like, you could just like go outside. Yeah. It's like a hum. That's like the perfect yep. way to describe yep. it. And it's like, so it's so nice. I just enjoy that very specific type of quiet in the morning before like yeah. the day and the chaos kick off. Um, yeah. I can't, it's like, I would compare it actually to the same kind of quiet that New York is when it snows. Like, yeah, yes. Like that it's, it's there's like that, like there, there's like something so beautiful. It's just very in the like, air. yeah. And so yeah. what I started doing, I would like make my coffee and then like, I read a lot. So, I mean, not, you don't, I don't know, like if you, you know, you don't have to, it could just be any activity, but like, I just started doing that in the mornings, like with my coffee and like, just little by little, then it's just like, oh, like the morning is like, became like my time um, versus like, I guess when I used to like stay out like all night and I'm like, the night's my time, I'm a little (laughs) goblin, but (laughs) I mean, the night is still my time, but like in a different way. Uh, but yeah, I don't know something about it's, it's that piece that that's what I like yeah. about the morning, you know, like, I don't I know wish. if that spurs you on in any kind of way, but it's that like very specific kind of piece that I feel like before my day gets chaotic, like I, that's the one I truly get like my mental self in order, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. No, that, that makes, that makes complete sense. And I know here, here, like, again, I'm like, I think back to like before COVID, I used to go to 5.30 a.m. yoga. And I oh, used to, yeah. And I was like, even then I was like, I wasn't a morning person, but I think because we were so regimen, I think the the interesting thing about COVID, and we don't think about this is, but like, essentially our whole life is like, we are building and building and building upon routine, right? Like getting up in the morning, when you're from when you're a kid going to school coming home like right like we build our whole life and then COVID like I said everything just like stopped so any routine or regimen like basically it was a marathon right so we didn't just go from like zero to a hundred like we were doing this our whole lives versus COVID we completely all just went to zero and so now trying to get back into that momentum again I'm like even when I think back then to those 5 30 a.m yoga classes I wasn't like jazzed about it like waking up being like "Ooh, the morning like I wasn't right. excited about it but it felt more realistic for me to be able to do it and I will say like so my body naturally it's clock it's so funny I will wake up the perfect time for me to wake up is 8 a.m like anything like any between 8 and 8 15 my body will just that's- naturally wake up and that's still early in the morning but compared to you know, 6 a.m. where I would like to be, that's still two hours before that. Yeah. So try 7 a.m. first. Yeah. Well, so I, I'm, I'm trying, but I have to leave the house now by 7 a.m. Oh, no. And I, I don't, I don't technically have to, right? Like I can get into work for nine. So I could leave at eight. It's not a big deal. But like I said, I want that peacefulness of the morning and not the rush. I feel you. Cause even like trying to do that. Even like on the rare occasion that I go into my office, like I do leave like pretty early because I'm like, oh, I want time to sit outside mm-hmm. and have some coffee before I go to my desk. And like, like, I don't know anybody. I mean, if you can do this power to you, like anybody out there, but like, I can't roll into work, set up and just start working. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so like, I can't do it. Like, I just, really? yeah, I need like, like a buffer time before like even if I can sit you... for like 15 minutes like before I like open my laptop and start looking at work stuff like because then I feel rushed and I feel like the whole day is on top of me can you take lunch and then go back to work yeah 
really i i can't do that wait so you just don't take a lunch break so uh, i'm technically like i mean do i feel sleepier after lunch yes Mm -hmm. and do i get more work done in the morning do i maybe try and do as much work as i can in the morning hours because i know i'm more productive yes and is the afternoon a little slow yeah but i do (laughs) take lunch and then go back to work that's like i take an hour I can't like I can't so okay so I I will take my breaks to me throughout the day are like when I walk to fill up my water bottle or I will go to my friend's office to like ask them a question about work and then just you know chit chat for like five minutes like those are the breaks I can do but to physically stop working like to remove myself from my office go sit and switch to maybe reading a book or something like that I can't pull myself to go back to work after that. And I'm the same way with my schoolwork. So once I sit down to do schoolwork, let's say it's at 9 a.m. on a Saturday, I will not leave my desk until I'm done with my reading. Because once I leave my desk, like besides like go pee or like I said, go grab water, I am not going back to that desk. So I've, and I've tried to explain this to my boss before, because she is like, you need to take a lunch break. You need to take a lunch break. Cause so we're, I work an eight hour day, but we're only paid for seven. So you get an hour right. break. For lunch. Of yeah, yeah. Time. Right. But of course what winds up happening is I work through lunch. So then they right. wind up getting an extra hour for me. So what I, what I started to do is I would come in a little bit later or leave a little bit early because I'm like that, that is how right. you're not going to get that unpaid time for me, bitch. That's not how this works. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but because so but she would say to me she's like you can't do that you have to take that half hour break and I'm like that is such an asinine way of thinking because I'm I'm telling you that this is like uh I'm also an auditory processor so like mm-hmm. through like a visual so I need to like um in class in order for me to remember my notes I need to type what I am hearing and see them like in front of me in order for yeah. me to remember it so it's the same thing I'm like I don't want to say it's like you're not accommodating for like how I am most productive or how I am my work ethic or my work product whatever strengths you're not like this eight to five or this eight hour work day with a break in the middle I'm like this is not 1945 and this is not physical labor where like I you might physically need the break it's fucking desk work and I hyper focus which is like I don't know I'm sure there's there's some sort of opposite ADD or ADHD to what I was going to say I'm I feel like I'm the opposite of that because like I will get plenty if not more than my allotted work done during the day but my brain will just be like all over the place like I I just will like I'll do like three things and then I'll take like a little mini break on my phone and then I'll do like another three things and like you know like throw a load of laundry in and come back and yeah, like I can't, I wish I could do that. Like, I wonder what, no. <laughs> like if I, I can do like that hyper focus in like little bursts. Like if I sit down and I know that I like, okay, I have to get X done today. Mm-hmm. Like, then I will like put my phone on, like do not disturb and like put on like some jazz and like, mm. it's just like, like background music, you know, like nothing. Yeah, works. I use white noise. Yeah, yeah so that yeah, makes yeah. sense. So like, and like, I will just like get done what I have to get done and then like take a little mini break after that and like I just like yeah but I mean listen according to my boss like everything's going really well with I've been doing it yeah like you know well according to my boss she's frustrated that I don't take lunch well I mean I get I feel like that's more like they're covering their ass for like legal purposes but I I agree with you in the sense that like they should be more accommodating for like like because that's like one of the main problems with the workforce right it's just like 
people should be able to, if you're getting your work done and like it's right. to the quality of like your employer's liking, like they yeah. shouldn't, and you're working like the required amount of hours, you know, mm -hmm. like however you want to work them. I know a lot of companies like we don't work that way, but like, you know, like, I mean, that should be like enough. I feel like, you know, they shouldn't right. like to put everybody's to tell everybody you have to work like this certain way makes yeah. things more difficult, I think. Right, right. So that's it. But that's exactly why where I'm like, I that's why I will come in late and like or like late I'll come in like 20 minutes late right but like to kind of feed into that that time because my first five years there well before COVID I was like these bitches have gotten years of of me working through my lunch yeah out of me and I'm like I'm not doing that anymore <laughs> you know what I mean I'm just not fucking doing that anymore like I do not get paid enough for this shit and the people who do get paid way more than me their asses stroll in whenever the fuck they want and leave whenever the fuck they yeah want. that's the so, whole thing with like salaried workers but they get you with salaried pay too because i worked salaried for a while and like uh that it's just like okay well, you're salaried so that means you don't get overtime but mm -hmm. that means you have to be available like nights and weekends which like mm, i don't i don't know if i fuck with that it's very i don't know it, it's interesting i that was my situation for a while and i was like i don't know if this is better but i mm, I don't know. I mean, Maybe it was just that job, but yeah. Probably. I mean, I don't think, like, I, I often think, like, when I did work in the city, like, in Manhattan, I'm like, it's kind of just, like, the culture, like, that you're constantly surrounded by is, like, you work the extra hour, like, yeah, and you don't get asked to get paid for it. Like, I especially remember that, like, people would come in at 8 a.m. and they'd work till 6 o'clock, even though, like, hours were were 9 to 4 or 9 to 5. And Oh, fuck that. I want, just... I want overtime but it's almost like i don't know I, I almost feel like that was just always the vibe in manhattan especially when you would like go to work or something like that like you got to just like hustle and keep going and like yeah prove this strong work ethic of yours which is also going back to what we were saying in the beginning the how gen z operates they're kind of just like fuck that we're not we're not doing that and i mean so i'm also a a chair for a search in our office right now and I also just feel like the overall shift in how like the job search is done is even shifting. Like Gen Z is not interested in your standard cover letter. They're not interested in like your standard format not for even a resume. In <laughs> yeah. But I mean, none of us are, but like they don't want to do it. And it makes it so hard because like you're saying these old structures are still in place for those nine to five or you know what I mean like mm -hmm. and these people are coming in saying we don't want that and ugh, it's just been ugh, so hard but I feel like you have like some worlds have one foot in like a new better like or I shouldn't say better but just like a new way of thinking and there's their other foot in an old way of thinking um and it always right. reminds me of um there's this Italian mechanic that my dad was friends with <laughs> and anytime he would like fix people's car um he would say i'm not gonna fix it and like if somebody had a like like an old tie like like they needed their tires replaced and they'd be like oh we only want like two tires replaced and he's like you can't be walking around one oh shoot one yeah so that's yeah. what i always think of when <laughs> when like you have one foot like in one thought and one foot in the other i always think of i can't remember what his name was but he had like the thickest he was actually a uh, malaise so he had like the thickest uh -huh. italian accent he was so cute but yeah one oh shoot one a new shoe um 
yeah, first of all, I love that analogy. Uh, also, like, I love that he's Molay's specifically. Uh, oh, because, yeah. Like, oh, my God. I don't know why my, my laptop's doing that. Um, because that is like like there we always talk about like buddies but like from mm -hmm. bari but like molays is specifically from mola which yeah. also by the way uh i was the tiktok algorithm has been showing oh, yeah. me um fucking has started showing me italian travel and has gotten so specific that it has started showing me mola like specifically molays tiktok i'm on molays tiktok don't know how we got there but we're there. Um, wow. And someone in the comments in Italian wrote, uh, Mola is the Ohio of Puglia. Oh, no. <laughs> Not <don't> Ohio. <laughs> That's so fucked up. I know. I was just like, oh. I mean, it could have been worse. They could have said like New Jersey. <laughs> I was gonna say they could have said the Florida. That would have been way worse. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. They could have said Florida, New Jersey. Damn, that is that is a hot take. I just saw. Actually, I was gonna message it to you yesterday. Did you see that the I I before anybody comes for my jugular, I am not a fan of the Kardashians. I don't fuck with them. I just obviously you can't live without them appearing in your life oh, in some way, shape, or form. But the Kardashians were in Puglia, or Kim Kardashian was in Puglia not that long ago. Uh, oh, really? For like what? some sort of like event, and I was like, I was like, this feels weird to have her there. So for those who don't know, uh, Puglia is like a town, province, yeah. city, a pro whatever. Pro province, province, right? I think it's called a province. Yeah, yeah. Because um, Puglia is the whole region; like it's got multiple cities in it. And then body is the big city in body is the big city, and then Mola di body is the smaller city in city in yes, but well, city in but like probably like right outside of more or less. But right. I'm, yeah. I'm not good with the map of Italy off the top of my head. Me neither. I just tell people it's really far south. But yeah, every bit so funny because what heel. I've been telling people, yeah. Well, when I tell people like, oh, I'm going to, like italy they're like oh where are you going and i'm like really far south and i'll say like mola di body and they're like where is that but then if i say body they'll be like oh yeah i know about like they'll know because it's such a big city right but yeah the kardashians in puglia and i'm like don't know Ugh. what's happening here this shit's gonna don't blow the fuck up for travel it's gonna be so expensive to go there now i need them to stop i need them to stop like i mean listen they are what they are and we could go into a whole discourse about like what that is but that's like a three-parter <laughs> episode i think but oh yeah it's just that um they're gonna ruin it for the rest of us they they just make everything so expensive like <laughs> that time kim kardashian was seen wearing like a, a roma jersey or an ac milan jersey all those i collect soccer jerseys all those jersey mm -hmm. prices went up like if i'm buying them secondhand you can't buy them yeah. like cheap anymore it's like oh because kim kardashian was wearing it you know fucking kim and i'm just like oh god like this is don't this pull is, you up. it's it's just like that celebrity culture and like it's crazy because i'm constantly trying to be like i'm not gonna hate on some other like I'm no. you know the the whole feminist aspect gets in my head I'm like I yeah. don't want to hate on any 
woman doing whatever but also you you're that family's done plenty of fucked up things that i'm like uh i think we're, we're it's okay to hate the fuck it's okay to hate the fucked up things they've done not the woman part of it though yeah you know what i yeah. mean like there i don't go. like i never should i never should on kim for being a successful businesswoman you know what i mean like good for yeah, you yeah. girl like get, you're get out your here money. being a mogul get your money do whatever you need to do but they've done some questionable things that I'm like, I could hate on that though. Yeah. It's almost like, uh, I don't want to say like, you know how they say like the Royals, the, the Royals live in a gilded mm. cage. That's kind of how I feel about the Kardashians. You know, that's fair. That's fair. I she just if- partnered with, uh, one of my favorite influencers brand that I've been following for like ever. And I'm like, damn, that's she's really going to infiltrate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, fuck, she's really about to infiltrate all of this shit. But I mean, it's i mean i'm proud of the influencer because like i said I've, I've been following her since i mean it's funny point, it's because it's been over 10 years everybody's been saying they're losing like relevance uh recently like they're not the kardashians like, yeah that's what the the gen z folks on tiktok are saying we, i sound Get really it. confused and old on this episode um and it's because <laughs> i'm very tired today but uh <laughs> yeah we're both i'm i'm honestly shocked myself and i also um, found out I, I should have led with this too i found out today that um i have an infection in my bottom right wisdom tooth which honestly i'm currently living in the consequences of my own actions because <laughs> this this week Two years ago, I was supposed to get my wisdom teeth removed when they were not impacted. And I kind of, I can't remember what happened, but I was like, "Mm, I don't really need to do it right now. It's not that serious. And uh, here I am two years later in the same week I was supposed to get them removed. And I went to the dentist today and I was kind of hoping she was just going to say to me like, oh, you know, you when you floss like like you didn't get the something stuck in your teeth you know what i mean but she's like your tooth's not hurting you right and i was like no and she's like she they took a scan she was like yeah you have an infection back there so yeah and i can't get a fucking appointment to remove it now until august 7th which is three weeks away and i'm in pain so i'm like well guess we're gonna have to fucking see how this is gonna go and it is rather miserable well i'm very sorry because that's oh no it's fine it's fine and but that's why we're just we're very sleepy today for more just, reasons than one both of us are just vibing vibing on our on the workforce on the work so true bro on the workforce gen z is just all over this uh all over just this ref podcast for references i'm learning Wait, a lot honestly to- what i'm so proud i'm so glad um i wanted to know give me the full review you've watched bubkiss i've not watched dairy girls but i promise that on my plane ride thursday i will so i watched the first three or four episodes of bupkis uh the other night and i really liked it uh it's not as cringe as you said it was uh because when you say cringe i think curb your enthusiasm which is so cringe that i can't watch it um which yeah so uh but i thought it was really I thought it's very much my type of humor. It's kind of like mm-hmm. dark, but also like episode two where it goes into like, it. obviously it's based off of like, based on Pete Davidson's life. And so episode yep. two is all about um, his father who was a fireman died in 9-11 and mm-hmm. like the day, the weeks preceding it. Um, yep. and it was his like, preceding- uncle's wedding. Yeah, it was his uncle's wedding. First of all, top-notch casting. Lo, let me just tell you, Lorne Michaels, I guess, can get anybody to come and be on a show for him because Lorne Michaels produces yep. that. And 
uh he got Edie Falco to play his mother which by the way yep. like everybody all I know all the girl all the straight shout out to all the straight girls out there like <laughs> thirsting over Pete Davidson I'm out here fucking thirsting over Edie Falco all over again um I'm not even gonna her. act like that I know so am I. I I love her um so Edie Falco, you got Joe Pesci, and you got Bobby Cannavale playing yeah, the uncle. His like, uncle. yep. And didn't Steve Buscemi make a cameo in that episode too? Wasn't he? The I priest? think he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, it's that's such a like, that's like top bill casting for this show. No, it it is, and honestly, like even the casting. I think I was saying to you for the kid, I was like, I thought oh, like kid. a little bit in in episode two. So when Pete like Pete plays, it's like they cast this young kid to play pete obviously right after he they lost his dad and i was like is this ai i'm like is this like one of those like dupes where i truly didn't believe the kid was real because it was just like a clone but i'm like whoever the casting director is on that show truly is amazing i've been saying that for those who watched um the king of staten island although amazing line by miss edie falco is he said he's the king of Staten Island. well i'm the queen of Staten Island, motherfucker like <laughs> such a powerful oh woman i love her so much but she's the this best. feels more this feels more like how i imagine pete davidson to tell his story than the king of Staten island was yes king of Staten island uh i don't know what that was i went into that with like high hopes but i didn't really, really enjoy yeah i thought it was gonna be good i did like Oh, I mean, like, it definitely disappointed me. And I, t- I told you that I was more interested in his girlfriend's entire storyline and what her yeah. life was going to be than anything he yeah. was doing. Um, and Even though she had the worst Staten Island accent in the world. Uh, it was really bad. Uh, but but King of Staten Island was absolutely terrible. Um, but Bupkis is much better than that. So if you hated King of Staten Island, but you're interested in, like, a autobiographical show about yeah. kind of Pete's life like that's like Bupkis highly recommends so funny uh the episode so two was truly like, like I was like crying at the end of that episode mm-hmm. like it it was just done really well and like I always can appreciate when a comedy like a classic like comedy show does like drama not drama but like can play it more serious as well and like yeah. still kind of like say what it has to say uh yeah yeah, Agreed. so I'm loving it so far. I'm excited. How many episodes are there? Is it like only um, six? I was like, eight? I was like, it's not very many because it's not. It's on like one of those uh, streaming services. Although I do feel bad because I just heard something today that um, because of the strike going on for the writers and actors, yeah, like, to stand in solidarity, you shouldn't be pro- promoting any of their stuff. Like, Oops. just to stand in solidarity. So don't consider this a promotion. Just consider this a, a reflection. Yeah, that's some, good. some sort. Yeah, this is a reflection. It's not a promotion. Don't well, go watch it. Should we switch over to some overseas shows because those they have a different union, so they're not on strike right now. So I will promote they those do? shows. Yeah, I found that out. I didn't know that uh, because um, I was talking to somebody because they're filming uh, a Formula One movie right now, and so they shut down the oh, whole. Oh yeah, production. your new obsession. My new obsession. And so they're filming a Formula One movie, but Brad Pitt and this, um, oh my God, I hate myself for not remembering the other actor's name, but uh, they were filming at the last Grand Prix uh, like two weekends ago and they had to shut down the whole production because of the strike and everyone's like, this was so expensive. And I'm sure it was because, you know, they had to build like fake Formula One cars and Mercedes, I know, dumped a lot of money into this. 
Uh, but that aside, but somebody was saying like, oh, I wonder if they'll just shoot the other actors scenes and then like end up editing it all together because the other actors are not oh. in the America is not in SAG like they're in like right. whatever union is for like British actors or whatever. Um, oh, yeah. See how much research I did on this. But uh, <laughs> I am is pro union, Lewis Hamilton. So. Is that who is that the name? Lewis Hamilton? He's, he's the number one driver for Mercedes and he is wow. a producer he is a producer on this film, from what I know. So I'm really I didn't not know that. what about Lewis Hamilton? I, no, about the overseas thing. So like okay, when American actors shoot abroad, mm-hmm. they're they're not in set. No, no, I see what you're saying. You're saying non-American actors are in a different union when they're they're from still overseas. in a union, but they're in like I forget what the union is called, uh, but it's essentially the equivalent of like, I guess what SAG would be Got here, it. but it's just like for, I don't know if, if, if like each country has their own like actors yeah. union, depending on where they're from. But uh, from what I'm told, like that union is not striking right now. I don't know if they're standing in any kind of solidarity, you, maybe they, or at least for now, they're just like, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Are you seeing any of the impact, like where you live? I know like, the Netflix of- building is not having any peace on Sunset Boulevard, uh, which as they shouldn't. Um, yeah. But yeah. I mean, that is some uh, of the wildest shit going on. Like this, this strike, I like the more I read or look into it, the more I'm like, holy fuck. Like, I mean, it's these- just like insane. Like you're making like, like if you think about how like Seinfeld ran in syndication is still running in syndication. Seinfeld makes money off of that. Like yeah. the fact that like, things are that these actors and writers are not making significant money off of like streams and stream like billions of billions of streams of their shows like they don't make residuals from that or if they do make residuals it's like four cents um no but they're not in their contracts at all because we have to remember these shows when those contracts were negotiated streaming never right existed streaming wasn't even a thought in anybody's brain right so when it comes to those residuals, they were never negotiated for. So that is a loophole that a lot of these big conglomerates have been able to kind of weigh in their favor because it's not in their contracts. They were able right. to basically buy these. And really, it's only like the showrunners. So like you're saying, Seinfeld might be getting paid for Seinfeld, but I'm sure a lot of those writer, anybody, any other writers that might have been in the room were are not being paid for it or any of the you know maybe like the lesser characters like have you ever watched gilmore girls no that's one of the ones i never got into it's it's a great show but i learned from this strike like one of like a really popular reoccurring guest on the show is because it streams on netflix sees no money and it's like a he's like a pretty big character in the show and i'm like wow he sees no money from that because of this loophole because gilmore girls was so so long ago it's insane um well basically they need to renegotiate people the bottom line without uh me like again like i don't i never want to i do want to what i do want to say is i'm pro-union i support everybody who's striking and i hope they get a good fair contract because people deserve to get paid what they deserve especially like uh, writers in los angeles like you can't be making that salary and living in los angeles no. is so difficult like uh but yeah well, it's it's like 87 like i think it's like 87 percent of actors don't qualify or working actors do not yeah. qualify because of that like that salary requirement per year mm-hmm don't qualify for like a lot of the benefits and health or like health benefits and packages 
that come with being like a SAG member because of that requirement. So it's like, and again, the networks and studios know that requirement is there. So they'll pay them literally a cent less. Yeah. 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 A cent less than that. It's, it's so fucked up. It's terrible. Um, So yeah, it's so funny because I was like, we kind of, this has kind of just become a TV show podcast, hasn't it? And it's like now literally every, everything is going to be on, on hold for a minute, Um, which I'm like, that's fine. Just please do not bring back, like, just don't, like, the last time this happened, we got awful reality TV, um, oh, and I yeah. feel that that is what is going to happen again. Uh, wow. Yeah, so that was, like, kind of, like, the rise of reality TV, though. What awful reality TV did we get last time? Well, we got The Apprentice. Ooh, that was a bad TV show. Yeah, well, that put m- that motherfucker on the map, so um don't worry we had i mean we had to end at least on some sort of advocacy right so we are obviously pro pro what's happening here pro union that's all you need to know (laughs) we're standing in solidarity with everything happening right now even though it has almost no actual impact on our careers but it does impact our life because now we can't talk about our favorite tv shows well it impacts our my girlfriend's career because she she works works in in the industry. industry so yeah that her work is slowed down a bit now too oh that's awful, right? Because isn't it also like, uh, like it's like all forms of of media and entertainment. So it's also like even like uh, like theater productions, right? Like it's everything. I don't know about theater, but she works predominantly in like like TV and film. So that I don't know. Actually, don't know about theater. Maybe somebody if somebody wants to write to us and tell me if that is the case, or I could do a very simple Google search once this is over. But I'm not a hundred percent sure about theaters because I feel like this is specifically a streaming issue like that seems to be one of the main cruxes i really should have looked into this more before i started speaking about it no um, it's okay but yeah, I, that's what that's what i i think is to from what i've gathered over off of what my friends have been saying and sharing and from honestly yeah. what my tiktok al- algorithm has been showing me <laughs> um because that's how i consume my news now apparently but um, more importantly did you know the president of seg is Miss Fran Drescher herself? Iconic New Yorker right there. You iconic need a New baby. To get shit done. That's right. Iconic. I I like literally was like, okay, Miss Fran, I see you out here running shit. I was so fucking hype when I saw that. And I was like, first off, the nanny, iconic, but also Fran Drescher, iconic New Yorker, like we said. I was you so hyped it. to see that. You need a New Yorker to get shit done. Like that's what I it is. I can only imagine how she's like fucking just throwing shit decimating yeah i know i would honestly i would pay to watch that if you want to make a reality show make a reality show about how fran drescher is decimating these executives (laughs) as the union uh president that i would watch that i totally would would as well she's a fucking queen shout out to fran yeah i hope they win i hope it's great well well we had it like i said we had to end on some sort of advocacy note like we might love tv shows but we're we're little firecrackers still too (laughs) We're little firecrackers. Little, little... <laughs> hot little bitches in their firecrackers. Little bitches. Little hot little bitches. Hot little firecrackers. Hot little firecrackers. <laughs> oh, man. We're so entertaining. <laughs> well, is that it? Alrighty. We're wrapping it up. Yeah, that's the fucking note. Hot I little love firecrackers. It. Little firecrackers. Right. Oh. Well, thank you so much for listening. I'm Anna. I'm Cola. 
and we are two broads for Brooklyn. Have a wonderful night, and I hope the strike eventually ends so we can talk about.